I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey. Hi. <laughs> What's up? It's oh. me, a normal horror. It's <laughs> a regular corporeal yes. horror. How's it going? It's pretty good. Good. You've been married for weeks now. Weeks. So I don't want to hear about Stop it. Stop talking about it. Old news. Good lord. <laughs> I am still getting used to saying husband. Yeah. I barely got used to fiance. Uh-huh. We weren't engaged for that long. I actually so still am like boyfriend. No called hot toes my girlfriend a couple weeks ago and i was oh, like that's no. weird yeah <laughs> that's so childish yeah girlfriend what am i in high school <laughs> no my, my friend who's a girl we're getting married <laughs> my woman friend <laughs> that's even worse that's for some reason. worse <laughs> well anyway you've been doing anything else interesting no cool no just working i'm very excited for thanksgiving i'm not usually but i don't know this year i'm like i'm gonna make stuff and yeah. i'm really looking forward to it so is there anything to that. else happening this month <laughs> <laughs> that face this is the audio medium so the joke is yeah your birthday yeah my birthday i'm also excited for that i'm gonna make a cake i think i'm very excited about yeah i'm excited too and i'm excited for our scavenger hunt yes i have to figure out the purpose of it but i would just want to hunt for something yeah do you have a list yet no we need a list yeah but then what do we do when we find the things well, we'll we'll figure it out once we have the things i don't know we'll just hot glue them all together and I see think what happens one of the criteria on the list should be something with a skull on it Ooh, that's fun okay okay sure i don't know are we yeah and well, then we- i'll pick my favorite and then that friend is my new best friend <laughs> no so it's a lot of pressure pressure <laughs> can't have this i'm not <laughs> just I'm in not there going. with like actual weapons yeah <laughs> <laughs> Whew, now i'm nervous <laughs> i was excited um no it's gonna be fun we're yeah. gonna have a good time yeah it'll be fun we should we'll post things on the instagram if anything cool just you know yeah, now that you guys yeah. are a part of it sure yeah if it's not too late shouldn't be uh-uh. is it if you hear this and it is not yet november 18th <laughs> tell us what you think we should look for yes on our scavenger you. hunt i don't know when this episode comes out someday um <laughs> who cares not me so <laughs> what are we talking about this I week mean, you're the one who has to care <laughs> you're in charge i was hoping you wouldn't notice oh boy you're no i was gonna fire you even jokingly but can't do it can't do it what are we talking about this week we are talking about it's the theme episode yes and i'm meatwich that's bucket snake i think we said that but maybe not sort of the way this podcast works it's called replay rewind and the way it works is every month we pick a movie made for children in the year 2000 or before and in the weeks leading up to the episode where we're talking about the movie we talk about the history 
of the world that was going on at the time. Talk about pop culture events. And then we pick a theme that has to do with the movie. This month's movie is Charlotte's Web. Yes. So this month's theme is... It's kind of mistaken identity, stolen identity, fraud. Just sort of that, you know, because the main... One of the things that's going on in Charlotte's Web is that Charlotte is using her web to kind of gas up this pig right yeah, so yeah. he doesn't get slaughtered i, I thought you're gonna say gaslight he's gaslighting the pig <laughs> and the thinking he's better than he is no she's being so kind <laughs> yeah. and she's like look i can spell and let me help you out yeah so i kind of wanted to explore just times when people have maybe misrepresented themselves yes to get something that they wanted or cases of mistaken identity that i thought were interesting yeah so the first one that i thought of was Frank Abagnale Jr. Yeah, we all think of him first, probably, because of Catch Me If You Can. Yes, which is a great movie. It is. And I learned more about him as a person, because for a while there, I was really into the AARP podcast, The Perfect Scam, Yes, which was like, I know this is for old people, but it was really interesting. Yeah. And I wanted to listen to some true crime where nobody got mutilated. Yes, you know, yeah. nobody dies on I, this podcast. Yeah, I think fraud, we've talked about that a lot. I think fraud podcasts are very interesting. Yes. And this is the best one that I have found. Yeah. And it has this extra interesting element because Frank Abagnale is the co-host. Oh. And so the host is like, how would you commit this, ah. you know, scam or whatever? What would you do? Or yeah. what? Because Frank Abagnale now works for the FBI mm-hmm. helping to find like fraudsters and scammers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and he is really quick every episode to be like, well, I don't, I never scammed people directly. Yeah. You know, I wasn't calling people and being like, your hey, grandson's your in jail. Yeah. You need to, he was like, I scammed banks, I scammed corporations, mm-hmm. but I wasn't scamming people directly. So I was like, love that. I mean, how many times have we been like, Yeah, you, know, you can steal from Walmart, but don't steal from your grandma. Exactly. Yeah. Thou shalt not steal if there is a direct victim. Exactly. And so I was like, you know, banks and corporations, they have insurance, they have, you know, protections against the same yeah, yeah. if you scam them, whatever. Yeah. Get away with whatever you can. But in researching this episode and reading his Wikipedia page, it turns out most of what he said isn't true. Oh. Which I guess <laughs> shouldn't be surprised that a scammer lied. Wow. He scammed the scam. He lied about <laughs> lying? Yeah. What? Yeah. So it was interesting, but I was just like, oh, that, how? But to me, Frank, you lied to me, you know, like, I don't know why I felt so personally offended. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. So, you know, Catch Me If You Can is the book that he wrote about his own life. And then they made a movie about it. And he just didn't do most of the things that he said that he did. So he wrote it like as an autobiographical yeah, it's book like a James and- Frey situation. Oh, he wrote yeah, right, Million Little Pieces. Million Little Pieces. Man, I read like- that book and I was mad <laughs> when it came out that it wasn't true. I was like, man, it is just a good book. Just be like, look, I right. wrote this good book. Yeah, you didn't just be you like, this to- really happened to yeah. me. Yeah, damn. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with this. You could have just been yeah, you could have been fiction like, author. Yeah. He's like, no, it's so. I guess it's more interesting if you're like, this is really my ask me anything. You know, this is really my yeah. life. I don't know. There is a whole section on his Wikipedia page called Veracity of Claims that is just going through and being like, he said he did this. Here's proof that he didn't. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Damn. (laughs) So it's really funny, but I'm also like, I feel personally lied to by this man I've never met. Damn, Frank. 
I know. It's just because he seems so nice and so earnest now, you know, being like, look, I was just like a shitty little kid, you know, and I, yeah. I looked older than I was. So I got away with it and mm-hmm. I just had all this confidence and I was just, you know, I was just passing bad checks, like saying that I worked yeah. for Pan Am, whatever. Who cares? And he looks like Henry Winkler. And so I'm like, I just love this man. Oh, none of it is true. So. <laughs> He has always said that he was arrested just once in Montpelier, France. Yeah. But public arrest records exist and show that he's been arrested in California, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Georgia, Texas, and multiple times in New York. Oh, shit. For, like, stealing cars and shit. Like, yeah, crime, like little like, petty crime. Goofy-ass yeah. crimes. Yeah. yeah. Not for anything cool. Yeah. He claims that he posed as a Pan Am pilot and racked up millions of miles deadheading which is when they like he's like i'm a pilot and i need to get to california so that i can fly the plane and you just get on a plane oh. and you fly for free yeah so, so you're not flying the plane you're right. just riding he just got plane. to travel under the guise of yeah. being a pilot so he says but in the years that he said that he was doing most of this scamming he was in jail oh my god <laughs> that he says he didn't go to and <laughs> the audacity <laughs> Of the veracity (laughs) of claims. (laughs) He also says he escaped from the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary by impersonating a prison inspector and walking right out. But the warden of the prison said he was never incarcerated there. And again, how you escape if you ain't been in there? He was only arrested one time. Now, he was arrested in France and then sent back to the United States. Yeah. So maybe he's just like, well, yeah, I was arrested, but then I served my time in the United States. And then I escaped and from then a I prison escaped. I've never been to. Yeah, the warden was like, um, it's really hard to escape if you've never yeah. <laughs> been in here. That's an even cooler trick. Yeah. I snuck in so I could sneak out. <laughs> you didn't even know I was there. God, being a prison inspector would be a shitty job. Oh my God, yeah. You'd just be like, yep, it's a prison. Are these shitty conditions too shitty? <laughs> How shitty can they be? You crossed the line. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah what yeah god what a terrible job you either have to be like you have to have like no feelings yeah you have to really be able to like disconnect from it yeah but then are you going to be good at your job you're like whatever these animals deserve to live this way you know like you have 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 some empathy unless you're just like i just i just go down the list and i make sure everything uh, i couldn't do it Uh, no absolutely not just going into prison would give me a panic attack anyway yeah Yeah. what if they don't let me out oh god yeah i know i've seen too many shows where there's been like a lockdown episode for one reason or another anyway frightening uh he claims he spent a year pretending to be a pediatrician at Cobb general hospital working the midnight to 8 a.m shift Hmm. and what he said he did was this was when he was like 18 years old oh and he was like one i looked older yeah than i am yeah um and he was like i have a near photographic memory i retain 90 percent of what i read so he's like i would just go to the library and read all these medical textbooks and just store this information in my brain i didn't know what it meant but i could rattle it off and sound smart ah and so then he was like i would just go around look at a couple clipboards check off some things ask some questions nobody doubted me and then they wrote in paychecks i guess or whatever yeah they do explain the paycheck part somewhat and catch me if you can if i remember right but yeah but one that's incredibly 
irresponsible and yes. dangerous. Yeah, that's... A, and also, if you're that smart, man, just, like, if just you can, just go to medical school. If you can retain 90% of what you read, you can learn it. Yeah, just go... Go to medical school, my guy. Or, or he also says that he used that, inform- you know, his 90% photographic memory to pass the bar, even though he didn't go to law school. And it's like, well, then just go to fucking law school. Yeah. Which I don't know if you ever watched the show Suits. No. That's the premise of that, is that there's this kid who... He people pay him to take the bar for them oh because he has this like really good memory but for some reason he can't go to law school and then this law firm hires him it's a really good show yeah but it's a silly premise but i want i think it was based off of this you know of him just being like i can't go to college here's a car i can't go to college <laughs> yeah anyway but yeah it's just super dangerous to pretend to be a doctor and be like oh yeah this looks good ask what you know like you might be completely misdiagnosing or missing something that's important. Yeah, especially with little kids. Exactly. Yeah. People could die. But anyway, hospital administrators have since told journalists that they've never had a midnight to eight shift at that hospital and also at the time didn't have an overnight pediatrician. So it turns out none of that was true either. I mean, maybe they didn't. He was just there from midnight to eight. I guess. Yeah, and just wandering around. Everyone there was just like, oh, there's a pediatrician at night now. <laughs> Clearly, he wasn't hired. Doctor, yeah. So that part seems maybe, <laughs> maybe legit. So, yeah. Right? I don't know. It's it's very interesting, just a lot of these things, you know, of him being like, yeah, I did this, I did that. Yeah. He claims that he scammed Pan Am out of $3 million, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, it was 1500 Because yeah. he, the, the thing in Catch Me If You Can where he... He made a personal check look like a Pan Am check with the thing from the... Yeah. He did that. That's the part I remember, yeah. For real, I yeah. guess. Something like that, you know, yeah. where he was, like, using okay, the logos. Okay, but $1,500 in 1973 <laughs> money. <laughs> Not $3 million. <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I still find him very fascinating. Yeah, for sure. And I do think he does a lot of good work now. Yeah. That he... I mean, he genuinely does stop you know, people from yeah. committing other frauds yeah. and scams and giving people, you know, good information like, hey, look out for this and, you know, helping out mostly old people, too. So I, I really appreciate that. Well, he's but an old people now. He is an old people. Um, I just I think it takes less smarts to lie about frauds that you didn't commit than oh, it does yeah, absolutely. to actually commit the frauds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, you're not as clever as you yeah yeah i think you are like, wow, damn, you know, this guy's yeah. so interesting and it's, so clever. Yeah, it seems like he's like he's thought of ways to commit these frauds yeah in a like way that he you know is like oh i bet if i did this this would work but he never actually did it yes yeah yeah i think so also at one point he posed as a pilot for pan am like i said and Mm -hmm. said he was also a doctor and so he was telling these women who wanted to be flight attendants yes i work for pan am and i'm a doctor so i can perform a physical examination that will get you into this flight attendant program. And so that made me feel gross. That's, yeah, it was like that's 12 gross. different women that he was like, yeah, I did like a full physical on them. And it's like, oh, ew. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that, was, that is gross. Yeah. That's assault. Yep. So that's uh not so fun. But I'm just I'm just fascinated by people who cannot seem to tell the truth even if they wanted to. And it is that's interesting. what it seems like this yeah. guy. Yeah. Because he you know, he used these frauds that were verifiable that he didn't do, you know, or him saying, like, I've only ever been arrested once. And it's like, my my dude, here is your face eight times getting yeah, arrested, yeah. you know. 
but he used these frauds that he didn't commit to get a job at the FBI. To get a job at the FBI <laughs> to have like speaking engagements, you know, and like yeah. there's a movie, there's a book, like everybody knows his name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he certainly faked it until he made it. He but did. He he faked faking it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just until absolutely. he faked making it. <laughs> It's a it's a wild ride, that's yeah. for sure. But, but he's had an interesting life. Yeah, there there is something interesting about people who will just look you right in the face and be like, "Oh yeah, totally." Yeah, and then you're like, "Yeah, okay, I guess he did." I don't know. I mean, I don't personally want to hang out with him. No, but I do from a distance. I love a chronic liar. <laughs> so anyway, here are some other interesting cases of mistaken or misrepresented identity. Let's hear it. In 2006, Apple Incorporated, the maker of the iPhone was in a legal battle with Apple Corporation, which is the record label that the Beatles own. Oh, yeah. The BBC wanted to do a little piece about it, this little, you know, legal battle that they were having. So they invited tech writer and an internet expert, just about the whole internet. <laughs> I know Guy Cooney. I mean, in 2006, the internet was a lot smaller. That's true. You're you like, could yeah, I'm maybe a, be an expert. I'm just an internet expert. Yeah, you're like, MySpace, E-bombs world, that's it. <laughs> That's there it is. It. Yeah. What else is there? <laughs> Go ask Jeeves. <laughs> um, yeah. So they invited this tech writer, Guy Cuny, to talk about it on air. At the same time, a man named Guy Goma arrived at BBC for his job interview and they got them mixed up. Oh. And so there's this video of this man. He's got a microphone on, but he's kind of looking around and you can see that you can just see it in his face that he's like, this is weird. These this are this is too much for a job interview. Yeah, but it maybe maybe it's a test. Exactly. Yeah. This is you know they're just like let's put you in the situation and see how well you do or something like that. But he's just kind of looking. But he's also like I don't want to say anything. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to like cause a scene. So uh, go with the flow. But so you can see the look on his face because she, the woman who is doing this piece is explaining, you know, Apple this and Apple that, you know, they're in this battle. Yeah. We've, we've invited Guy Cuny here to tell us more. And he just goes, whoop. That's <laughs> 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 just the face where he's like, oh, okay. that's." N-. But he, he just answers the questions. He doesn't say anything. He does his best to answer the questions. His answers make no sense because he has no idea what he's talking Aww. about. But she's like, were you surprised about this verdict? And he was like, I was very surprised. <laughs> I was surprised that it came to me. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm still not surprised, really, actually. Yep. Don't really know what's happening, honestly. But he does his best. Uh, he unfortunately did not get the job. <laughs> I know. I think what? they should have kept him. He clearly did well under pressure. <laughs> but also, they like, we can't trust you. <laughs> can't fair. trust you, Guy Goma. You didn't tell us. Didn't, you weren't honest. I wonder if they figured it out halfway through, like the other, the person who was supposed to be interviewed. They must have. Like came in and was like, I'm here for the interview. And then he's like, hey. Yeah. This is a Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Just pointing at each other. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm you Guy. Stole no, you're Guy. Interview. We're all Guy. It's just, it's so cute. I'll link the video of this man. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, reaching back in time a little bit. Mm -hmm. Alfred Nobel, of course, the creator of the Nobel Prize, which includes the Nobel Peace Prize. But before he did that, he invented dynamite. I knew that. Yeah. His purpose for the invention was for mining, construction, things like that. He did not intend it as a weapon. But right. then quickly, yeah. of course, the army was like, oh, we can blow people up with this. Yeah, great. Love that. And he never really openly said one way or the other, you know, like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. He wasn't like, hell yeah, blow him up. But he also wasn't like, stop. That's not why I invented it. He just yeah. kind of said nothing. He's like, well, I made it. Now it's out in the world. and It's out of my hands. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, didn't really didn't really say anything about it. Then his brother Ludwig died in 1888, and the papers thought that Alfred died. Oh. So they printed his obituary instead, and they were not nice oh, about shit. it. A lot of the obituaries were like, oh, this guy who became so wealthy off of the deaths of countless people. One of the obituaries was titled, The Merchant of Death is <gasps> Dead. And he was like, fucking ouch, guys. Hey, I'm my, right here. My bad. I'm sad my brother died, and now I gotta deal with this. And now everybody's being mean to it's me. It's a very Christmas carol. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. He was like, oh shit, this is what people are gonna say about me when I died. And so he created the Nobel Prizes. He put a lot of his money into creating them because oh. of that. Because he was trying to turn his reputation around while he still had time. Damn. Which is amazing. Yeah. So, Go for him. Yeah, it was kind of fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It does suck, though, that you're like, yeah, I'm sad because my brother's dead. And now. Oh, now everybody's talking smack. Fucking ouch, dude. <laughs> so in the year 2001, a woman named Tanya Head became famous for being in one of the Twin Towers on 9-11. She was above the point of impact mm. and still survived. She began a support group for survivors of her own accord. She just started reaching out to other people who had been in the attacks and survived. Yeah. You know, just as like a network for yeah. them all to talk to each other. And then was eventually asked to join and became president of the World Trade Survivors Network. Whoa. Her cause, which she achieved, she did a really good job at it, was to make sure that the donations that were coming in were being distributed evenly. Because up until she started making a lot of noise about it, they were kind of just going to these like high profile survivor cases or oh. to first responders but she was like people like me and other people are just kind of getting left out in the cold you know people don't know our names and there's yeah. all these donations and we just want to make sure that everybody is getting help yeah and absolutely. so she did a really good job at that yeah and she had this really compelling story about being rescued and she was like there was a man in there who was dying he gave me his wedding ring and was like take this to my wife because i'm never going to see her again and she talked about how her boyfriend no wait her husband no wait her fiance died in the other tower and she had some nasty looking burn scars on her arm but it turned out none of that was <gasps> true not only did merrill lynch come forward and say uh we have no record of this woman working for us in the twin towers and her fiance's family said they'd never fucking heard of her oh my god turns out she wasn't even in the united states on 9-11 oh. she was in barcelona 
bitch. I know. But it's really interesting. She never took any money for this. In fact, she contributed her own money to the cause. Yeah. She just wanted the recognition. Yeah. So she did a lot of good. And it and sounds like, yeah, she helped distribute the money. Yeah, she did. And, and I mean, didn't she do it for the money. Yeah. Became famous. You know, she got to talk a lot. She had a lot of attention and she got to meet like, you know, a lot of pe- important people in New York and stuff like that. Yeah. But she also did a lot of good. So who knows? I just feel like, yeah, but being in a support group and like listening to people's trauma under false pretenses. It's weird. sucks. Yep. Yeah. That's harmful. Yeah. Because yeah. you find out that you shared that with somebody who you know didn't have a similar experience or you know you're you think that you have like a great like a you have that trauma in common and then you find out that you don't yeah Yeah. that that sounds really hurtful it does yeah Yeah, i can see that i mean even if you know it does sound like she was doing it for a good cause but also like she wanted attention yeah they think maybe that her burn scars were (gasps) self-inflicted to like sell her story which is weird i don't know they extradited her back to spain they're like you're being weird get out (laughs) (laughs) and you're being weird yeah and then i guess nobody had heard from her for a while except for she like she wrote a suicide note but then since then people like no i've seen her (laughs) she's fine so she might be just a little bit strange but at the very least if you're gonna be weird doing good with it is better than taking people's money yeah she didn't do it just to make money so that that is nice but still just don't do it yeah so another one one of my favorite celebrity chefs robert irvine oh the muscles yes i just i love anytime someone is too buff for the job that they have and it's why he's I love... also really nice yeah on the show no, yeah. he's delightful um it's why i love zach bagan so much because like <laughs> you don't need to be this buff to hunt ghosts and it's why i love chef robert irvine because i'm like why are you so fucking buff you are a chef when do you have time <laughs> i just love it i love a it's super buff from dude mixing stuff a lot in a job that does not require you to be buff yeah he's like a whisk fuck that <laughs> i use a spoon i can make stiff peaks <laughs> with my arms <laughs> so he got himself into a bit of trouble because when he first started on the food network he was like oh yeah i'm such an accomplished chef i did this i did this i've worked here i helped design prince charles and princess diana's wedding cake oh. everybody was like shit that's intense that's important good um, job he didn't do that oh he just worked at the school that made their cake Mm. and apparently he like helped decide what fruit should go in it and he was so he was like i helped design it it's like you barely i mean you weren't like putting the finishing touches on the icing you know he just really like oversold yeah for sure that is an oversell yeah he also had made a bunch of claims that he like worked at the white house and people were like did you though we can look that up so food network just like took him down for a bit you know they had this big like bio on his like on his food network page and they were like let's delete that yeah let's take him off of the show that he was on at the time which was dinner impossible and they did a whole season of that show with michael simon instead Mm. but then after that they were like okay well actually we've got these letters of people who did work at the white house and said that you were there and actually did some of the things that you said that you did and food network watchers are like okay but where did robert irvine go because we like him and we don't care that he lied bring him back yeah so they put him back on the fourth season of dinner impossible and they were kind of like basically look man if you promise to be a little more truthful about your yeah let's be more honest now and he was like okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry and 
I mean, now he's been on Food Network for like how long? He's yeah. been on so many of their shows. What, so. They just like poke him in a muscle and it deflates. <laughs> <laughs> You're not buff at all. God damn it. Oh, that would be the ultimate betrayal. Wouldn't it? These <laughs> muscles are real at least. <laughs> just starts floating. <laughs> the helium's getting too strong. <laughs> Get down here, Chef Irvine. I don't know. It, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, so you lied so you could be on Food Network. Who cares? You know? Yeah. Who is being hurt by this? Right. Yeah. It's definitely like... Yeah, and people like you. On the, I know. Like, you're good at your job. It's fine. He is good at his job. And, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, you can lie about being able to make food, but then at a certain point, people are going to find out whether or not you can do it. Yeah. And he clearly can do it. Yeah. So who cares? Some other cute little harmless famous cases of misrepresented identity. When Mila Kunis auditioned for that 70s show... The casting director was like, we're looking for an 18-year-old. And she said, I'll be 18 on my birthday. She was 14 at the time. (laughs) But then later she was like, I didn't say which birthday. (laughs) I just Do they not check those things? I don't know. It didn't come out in the 70s. How do you not know when she was born? Let me see your ID. No? Okay. There's like, whatever. She said. Have you heard the recent controversy with Mila Kunis? I know that there is controversy. I I know you stay... I'm away like, whatever <laughs> you're dumb yeah well i think my opinion she and Essen- ashton kutcher wrote letters in support of um danny masterson mm-hmm. just saying like this is th- these are the things that we know about him he was a good friend these are all the things that he did blah 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 yeah which is shitty right but i do think it's a good lesson for people to realize that i don't think that they're lying I think that that version of that person does exist to them. Yeah. And he can also be a monster. Yes. And I think that that's important for people to realize that, like, you know, they did see him that way, but he was also terrible. So when your friends tell you, hey, this person hurt me, you don't get to be like, well, but they're nice to me. Right. You know, like, that exists simultaneously in some people. Yes. Anyway, that was my tiny soapbox. No, I 100%. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's... (sighs) actually recently just experienced that with my favorite baseball team because Mm. there was a dude on the Dodgers who is just terrible human I mean just a heel really disgusting also accused by multiple women of like violently sexually assaulting them yeah you know like it's not worth getting into but it's gross you know go look him up if you want to or don't like I would rather that you did it yeah um and then the Dodgers got rid of him, which made me really happy. They ate like $27 million or something ridiculous because they were like, we just bought out his contract. You yeah. know, he's he was supposed to be here for another two years, but we're getting rid of him. We don't, which I'm like, I really appreciate, yeah. you know, like that was a big financial yeah. loss for them. And they could have been like, well, you know, we don't like it, but he's in this contract. They're like, no, get the fuck out. Now he plays in Japan. He doesn't, he's yeah. gone, which yeah. makes me really happy. Good. But one of the dudes on the Dodgers currently, who I really like, released a statement that was like, I mean, he, you know, he was always super chill to me. I enjoyed hanging out with him. And, you know, none of the accusations were actually like he was not arrested. I mean, he was arrested, but like none of them stuck. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. and it was just like, bro, just shut up. Yeah, just don't. You know, why do you feel the need to come out and talk about this guy that everybody hates and be like, I mean, I think he's cool. He never like, violently assaulted me. Right. So he probably never would. Yeah. To anyone. Well, and I mean, and he was more saying, you know, like, because a lot of people are just like, he's a dick. 
He's a tryhard. He's like yeah. an edgelord. I fucking hate this dude. Even before, you know, yeah, like before it all, came all out. of the accusations yeah. came out, I was like, this guy just sucks. And so he was kind of being like, I enjoyed talking to him. You know, like, I don't see what these other people are saying about him being like a douchebag or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like, bro, do you really want to come out and be like, I don't know, that accused rapist was kind of my friend? Unless. Yeah. yeah. Unless the next thing that you say is, who knew he was such a fucking monster? Right, yeah. Yeah, wild. It just doesn't need to be said. Yeah, to discover. Especially not publicly yeah. in an interview. Right, you does know. he not have, like, a PR guy? Come on, man. <laughs> so anyway, it's just really disappointing. But yeah, it's it's definitely true. You know, people are not, they're not cartoon villains. They're not yeah. just going to be, like, super evil all the time. Yes. They're going to be evil when you're not looking. Exactly. Yeah. And they aren't. They can be charming and funny and interesting, and that's why they're allowed to get close to people mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. If they were just, ha, 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 snidely whiplash, <laughs> twirling their little mustache, everybody would be like, well, I'm not friends with that guy, because he clearly is going to tie me to some train track. Yeah, he can't get anything done. He's just busy with his mustache. Yeah. But you're right. It's just, it's important when people tell you that something happened, believe them and don't go, huh. Yeah. Oh, he's nice he's, to me. He's nice to me. You know, and I was about to apologize for going off on a tangent, but it kind of is appropriate for this topic of mistaken identities and fraud. It's true. <laughs> Those people misrepresenting who mis- you are, represented themselves. Yeah. To gain something. Yeah. To be shitty. I'm fine with people doing that if it's to get a role on that '70s show. Yes. But not. Yeah. To cause harm. To cause harm. Last one that I have, which is delightful. And makes me so happy. And I again, I will post this clip. There's a little clip from the Graham Norton show of Antonio Banderas talking to Graham Norton. And he's talking about how he auditioned for the movie Mambo Kings, Mm -hmm. which was his first English speaking role. Yeah. He'd only been in like Italian and Spanish stuff up until this point. And his agent at the time was like, you got to go audition for this role. It'll be really good for you. And Antonio Banderas was like, I don't speak English. No, I'll blow English. I don't understand English. Yeah. I can't. And his agent was like, just pretend like you do. (laughs) And he was like, okay. So he went to dinner with this guy who directed this movie. And he said he just sat there across from him going, yes. And he was like, occasionally I would go, of course. (laughs) he's like and then when he stopped talking and it seemed like he was done explaining the plot he's like i just had one phrase and i just said i can do that and he's like and that's that is history here i am i got got hired (laughs) oh that's so cute he's just like okay i was like i i I don't know it makes me really happy to know that he was just like um sure yes see yeah (laughs) yes well i I can do that yeah he's like that's all i needed to know i can picture him being like i can yeah. <laughs> it's a really cute little clip of him like, that's why I'm here talking to you today, friend. <laughs> so cute. That's really cute. I yeah. love that. That's a good one. Sometimes, you know, reading this stuff, it's like, all you need is a little bit of confidence. Just pretend like you are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And people don't really question it. Yeah, it's true. It's it's mm, 82% confidence. <laughs> and it works. 14% clipboard. Oh, yeah. I That'll get you in a lot board. of yeah. places. Yeah. I talked to a guy one time. I don't know how true it was, but it certainly worked for the show that we were at. I was at Bogart's one time. Yeah. And he was friends with the guy that I was there with. I didn't know him, but yeah. my friend that I was there with did. And he was like, oh, yeah, I have not paid to be at a show in I don't know how long. He says, what I do is I find a picture of the tour poster. I print it out small. 
I put it in a lanyard and then I go in through the back door where the performers come in. I am on my phone and I look pissed off and I walk right past security and it works every fucking time. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's like, no, it, look, look at my little lanyard. You I have not paid for so long. You just like, lanyard yeah, you just kind of like flash it at him and you make sure he's like, I just am on my phone and I am angry. And they're just like, I don't want to bother that guy. Clearly, he's supposed to be here. Yeah. I it's just that. about the confidence of being yeah. like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Don't question me. Yeah. I'm busy. I know. I don't have time. Because honestly, truly, what do you have to lose if it doesn't work? They tell you to get lost. Right. Might as well give it a shot. It's yeah. just about. And then you have to go buy a ticket and that's all. Might as well try. Pretending like you're supposed to be there. Uh, so. That reminds me of when I was in high school. I never did this because I was too nervous, but. One of my friends, you know how we used to have to get X's on our hands when we were like under 21 and shows and stuff. Yeah. She would cover the backs of her hands with Elmer's glue. <gasps> yes. And then they would put the X's on and then go wash her hands and it you came right off. peel it right off. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's pretty smart. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I never really wanted to drink yeah. <laughs> that badly. So it's no. like, what are, you can hear. I'm 24. You can still put X's on yeah, my hands if you want. Care. But um, but that is pretty smart. Yeah good way to do it if i tried to do that now put an x they'd be like shut up <laughs> stop i can see how old you are <laughs> yeah good i've been getting a lot of, this is a total tangent we don't even need to put this in here i've been getting a lot of advertisements recently on my podcasts about botox yeah and i'm like shut up it's like it temporarily <laughs> smooths out you know the laugh lines and the crow's feet and then like just have laugh lines and crow's feet it's fine it's yeah. fine just be a wrinkly person yeah. it's okay yeah god duh and especially because it's like a 10 second clip of this woman's like really nice voice being like you should check out botox so you can temporarily you know get rid of this and this and this and yeah. it's like 45 seconds uh-huh. of this dude being like it Here's might paralyze your whole face and side it might effects. kill you and you might not be able to breathe anymore <laughs> and it's like the risks and the rewards here. Yeah, yeah do not Mm-mm. doesn't make sense i know it's just one of those things where i feel very like if you want to change your appearance, you should. But like, yes, let's just consider our motivation. Exactly. You know? Just examine the reasons yeah. for doing it. And if your reason is, well, I just don't want to look old. Why? What's wrong with being old? Yeah, you need to examine your. Yeah, why? Your that, that's you're, There's an underlying something there. Yes. And the Botox is not going to fix that. Exactly. <laughs> why don't you just save your money and learn to love your face? Yeah. And all the laughing you've been doing yeah. in your life. Exactly. So anyway. Me Wedge says over there with perfect skin. She doesn't know. <laughs> if I, I had wrinkles, I, I would love them. <laughs> so yeah, was, this episode was a little soapboxy, but that's <laughs> fine. Welcome to our soapbox it's episode. The theme. You gotta listen. If you're here for our opinions. Exactly. That's the whole point. But we'll stop for now. Yep. But don't worry, we'll be back soon. <laughs> Until then, you can find us on the internet if you want to talk to us. We have an Instagram. It's Replay Rewind Podcast. You can send us an email, too, if you felt like it. It's replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to all of our other episodes on all the other podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, some other places. D's Nuts. What would you say it was? <laughs> Deezer. Oh. <laughs> D's Nuts. <laughs> We're at the podcast stand at the farmer's market. <laughs> There's all kinds of places. That would be fun. It would be fun. We are also on Patreon if you want even more episodes. It's way sillier over there. We've got all kinds of bonus episodes. And we do 
um, grown-up movies once a month, which is a good time. Patreon.com slash Replay Rewind Podcast. We'll send you a sticker in the mail. We'll shout out your name on the show. Yeah, go check it out. You can also check out our coffee page for more ways to support us financially. If you just want to download one episode at a time, maybe. Or if you want a magnet or a sticker or a pin, there's cool stuff over there. Yeah, ko-fi slash Replay Rewind Podcast. Yeah. Just, just type in Replay Rewind Podcast. See what happens. Do it. <laughs> and if you don't want to buy anything, that's okay. We understand. Uh, life is hard. $1,500 in 1970 is now worth $3 million. So, you know, <laughs> shit's getting weird out here. Um, but just tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. Tell your baby's babysitter. Tell your know. babies. Tell your babies. <laughs> um, just put it on when they're going to sleep. They'll grow up <laughs> so cultured and a little bit crass. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Like, subscribe, review, five stars, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and in the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.